2: when we open the bible and read the story as it's given to us we may think we are talking about people that lived individuals persons that as we are but it's not so the characters depicted in the bible are not the individuals named they are simply States signified by those names. For instance, the name Moses, or the name Abraham, or the name, well, any name that you find in Scripture. They are not individuals, as you and I are. It's simply a state of consciousness through which the individual, you and I, the immortal being... We pass through these states. The word Moses means to be born. It's the old perfective of the Egyptian verb to be born. Abraham, the father of the multitudes. We start there, moving through states. And you and I pass through these states towards our own redemption. We come to the end, and that state is personified in scripture. And men take the personification and worship it as a person, stick it on the wall, and then cross themselves before it and genuflect, not knowing that these are states. So we must learn to distinguish between states. And the individuals who pass through these states. These states are eternal. They are forever. You are an immortal being. And you move through states. The states remain permanent forever. You pass on. We change states. The states do not change. We change states. But we, the individual, we are forever. It's like moving through a city. The city remains, but we pass on. To think that because we have left the city, that the city has ceased to exist would be stupid. The city remains, and we go on. We pass from one state to another state, and finally we come to the end. That end is described in Scripture as Jesus But that's a state. You are the immortal being passing through states. And when you come to the very end, you are in that state. It was predetermined, it was shown all of us before we started. Shown us in the state called Abraham. We saw it all in detail. And if we entered it reluctantly or not, who knows? Paul tells us that we were made subject unto futility, not willingly, but by the will of him who subjected us in hope. And the hope was that we would obtain the glorious liberty of the sons of God. So, we were told that it was not altogether a willing subjection on our part. But we kept the divine vision, as Paul said, in time of trouble. And so we continue on the journey. In this world, you and I can create states. But the spiritual states are eternal. We create a state here. It's not eternal. We create a state to deliver individuals forevermore. I create a state, somebody asked me. Will you hear that I am, and their name, what they would like to be? All right. So that I must create the state. Knowing that he is now in a state that he dislikes. I must distinguish between the being and the state that he is in. So I see him unemployed. All right. So he's unemployed. And he wants to be gainfully employed. There's nothing wrong in that. So I represent him to myself as one who is gainfully employed. Who has more than he's ever had before. To the degree that I am self-persuaded that he Mm -hmm. is what I have now imagined him to be. To that degree he will actually become it. I move him out of one state into another. But that state into which he fell remains for anyone to fall into it. And all can fall into it at the same time for that matter. He's not the only occupant of the state of being unemployed. There could be millions being unemployed. And there could be millions who desire to be out of it. Many who are unemployed have no desire to be out of it. They prefer to be on welfare. That's their desire. Perfectly all right. But if someone desires to be gainfully employed and to leave the state of being unemployed, you and I can create that state. Well, how do I create the state? By using my imagination. Imagination is not a state. It's the human existence himself. You are all imagination. And God is all imagination. You are God. And God is actually within you as your own wonderful human imagination. Now, these permanent states of the soul, these spiritual states, they remain. You and I pass through them towards our own redemption. But in the interval, we meet an, a friend, and the friend is in need of help. And the help is to move him out of the state. I can give you money, but as Peter said, silver and gold have I not for thee. But such as I have, give I unto thee. And he creates a state, and takes the man from being a baker, who is always begging on the corner, and puts him into a state where he jumps up with joy he's now employed not begging for money so he didn't give him coins he simply gave him a new state of consciousness so I take you as an individual I represent you to myself as the one that you would like to be the one that I if I were in your state would like to be I make it fit within what is known as the golden rule I do unto others as I would have them do unto me. If I were in that state, would I like to be in some better state, certainly. Well then, do it to another. And so if he asks it of you, you simply represent him to yourself as being gainfully employed, or if he is unwell as being well, or if he is not, if he wants to be married and he can't find the proper mate, then in your mind's eye you assume that he has found the proper mate. Whatever it is that is a normal, natural request that is not in conflict with your own moral, ethical code. And you create a state. This state, then you lift your individual into that state. Well, how do I do it? I carry on a conversation mentally with that friend from the basis that he is in that state. He tells me how happy he is with his new job and how much he's making. I see him in my mind's eye, radiant. Well then, am I self-persuaded that this imaginal act is a fact? Do I really believe in the reality of what I've done? Do I believe that imagining creates reality? I do. Well then, to the degree that I am self-persuaded, he becomes the embodiment of what I've imagined him to be. These are states. So, man must distinguish between the individual... And the state that he is in. So, Blake said, I do not consider the just or the wicked to be in a supreme state. But to be every one of them. States of the sleep into which the soul may fall in its deadly dreams of good and evil. When it left paradise following the serpent. The serpent of generation." So we came down to experience death, for this is the world of death, where everything appears, it waxes, it wanes, and it disappears. So everything dies in this world, no matter how long it seems to live, it dies eventually. So we come down into the world of death, and the last enemy to be destroyed, or to be overcome, is death. I enter death and then conquer death. To prove that I cannot die. I am an immortal being. For I am all imagination. And I cannot go to eternal death. In that which cannot die. Which is my own wonderful human imagination. And that is God himself. There is no other God. He actually became as I am. That I may be as he is. So God became man. He's not pretending that he's a man. You can't pretend and influence anything here. You've got to completely become man and forget you are God. And that's what you've done. You are the God who became humanity. That humanity may become God. So these are states. If man knows it, well then he can forgive every being in this world for what he has done. Because he only expressed the state into which he unwittingly fell. He could fall into the state of being a thief and enjoy that state. He thinks he's doing fine much better than if he went to work every morning and pushed a little button. He's making more, so he thinks he's fine. Then comes the inevitable consequences of that state. Is he willing to pay the price of going into that state? Well, usually he is unwilling. He doesn't regret the state, he wonders, what did I do wrong to be caught? There isn't a thief in this world who is regretful of the fact that he was a thief. No. What did I do wrong? So when I do it again, I must be more aware of what I did formerly that Paul took me into the arms of the law. They're only regretting what they did wrong and they're trying to find out what they did wrong. It's the state. So everyone in this world is in a state. If I know that, I can lift him out of the state if he requests it. I don't go around looking for people to lift them out. If anyone requests it. It's a very simple technique. You ask of me something that I would ask of you. Were I in your state? And so, you ask it of me. What does it cost? Nothing. You're told, come, eat. Buy wine. Buy milk without money, without price. It costs nothing. You simply create the state. And the state that you create, you put your friend into it. What would it be like if it were true? What would the feeling be like if he really could tell me now that he is the man or she is the woman that they would like to be? Well, then persuade myself that they're telling it to me. Listen as though I'm hearing their voice. See them as though I'm actually seeing them in the flesh. And then go my business. Go about my way. Confident that that thing that I did will work. So Blake said, I had dinner last night with Isaiah. And dinner with Ezekiel. And I asked them, there's a firm persuasion that a thing is so, make it so? And they said, yes. In ages of imagination. But today, few are capable of imagination of anything. If you can actually believe in the reality of your own imaginal act, then these things will become facts in your world. But they are states. Now we said, I know that many people have painted, say, the Furies as three women. We have it in Shakespeare's Macbeth, the three witches. He said, I have painted them, as you know. i painted these as men. Three men, the Furies. And not as three women. But you must remember. That mine is vision. And not fable. So you can sit down to write something and it's fable. It may have a bit of truth in it. The three are there, yes. But they're not women. In vision you see them as men. Man can fall into that state of fury. A woman can fall into the state of fury. But when you see it in imagination. They are men. When you see these characters, just as they are painted in scripture from beginning to end. All these are states. When you encounter the state, it looks like a person. When I stood in the presence of Abraham. It's a man, a majestic man. About six feet four, six feet six. This handsome, wonderful man. Looking into the distance. But the distance was not in space. It was in time. He was looking into the end of what he saw he saw the end and therefore that end justified all the means for when he comes out at the end he comes out as the author of the script he comes out as god himself and
0: let's talk about medical you have a choice and Molina makes it easy especially when it comes to the care you need so let's talk about you about making your life easier about extra help to manage your health Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.